Good evening. Welcome to Hope City Radio. I hope you're having a wonderful evening. Welcome to our Tuesday evening broadcast where we preach and teach God's word. So today we are in the study of the first letter to Corinthians. Last week we covered chapter 2 and this week we're going to go on to chapter number 3. And in today's study I'm not going to cover the entire chapter but I'm going to cover about 10 to 12 verses. Uh there's another passage uh, section that comes at the end of the chapter i thought i'd spend more time with that uh, next week give it more uh, time because it's an important passage to understand so if you have your bibles open with you i recommend that you open it and we're going to start studying this book this amazing book first corinthians chapter 3 i'm going to read the first three verses paul writes like this but i brothers could not address you as spiritual people but as people of the flesh as infants in Christ i fed you with milk not solid food for you were not ready for it and even now you are not yet ready for you are still of the flesh for while there is jealousy and strife among you are you not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way paul writes to the church at corinth addressing some of the some of their problems i've given a detailed introduction to this book when i started the first uh, chapter so for those of you who missed chapter 1 and the introduction to this letter you can go back to that study and listen to that so there was a problem with the church which paul is addressing so beginning on from chapter 1 paul is slowly building up momentum he's like warming up people to receive a word of advice counsel and a stern warning Verse one, Paul says like this, brothers, I could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. Now, Paul is writing not to the world, not to people outside the church, but to people inside the church, and he's saying, I could not address you as spiritual people. Now, if you read the whole first three verses, you'll get to know something there. you'll get to see paul's language changing, his writing style changes. If you if you read chapter one. In the first few verses he says like this I thank God for because of the grace of God that was given to you in Christ Jesus and Paul throughout his letters before he gives a stern warning uh, or correction he prepares them for it he just doesn't come and throw it at them but he prepares them to hear what he is about to say so he does not lash out at them immediately but slowly he builds up and so by the time you come to chapter 3 you you see this other side of Paul where he's writing stern words of of counsel and advice and warning he's very stern in what he's going to say right now so in in, in chapter 3 he opens with this argument saying i cannot i could not address you as spiritual people but as people of the flesh you know we go to church and we expect people to see us as spiritual people imagine one day we're going to church and somebody walks up to us and say i know you're going to church but you're still like the world <laughs> can you imagine how that would, how that would feel not a nice word to hear Paul who started this church at Corinth is writing these words and saying hey you are going to church you are in the church but you're still like the world these are very hard words you know have you have you ever wondered why Paul says these words you think Paul might have gone crazy maybe he's he's become too old now uh, that he he's just become a cranky person why does Paul say all of this You know sometimes we can read all these verses and you should be like sometimes you know when I read the book of Galatians Paul says oh foolish Galatians who bewitched you you're like 
maybe paul could go easy on the believers maybe paul could go a little easy on them because he, he in some places he sounds a little too harsh now let me tell you something from a leadership standpoint as leaders we are required to look at certain problems and situations and correct it and never ever ignore a problem a leader's job is to look at the situation and see how it can be fixed and in the process of fixing a leader can speak softly he can use words of counsel and advice and sometimes also he can use a different tone where he speaks much more sternly than he would that's a job of a leader you see the church's responsibility is to look after the welfare of the believers not just making sure that they attend church but also making sure that they grow spiritually you know if they are not growing spiritually we have to stand by them we have to help them fix it be gracious to them and also give a stern warning to them and help them and guide them that is exactly what paul is doing here you see church really go, grows people grow in a church when there is a word of advice counsel and also a word of stern warning sometimes we can hear those words and think maybe it's a little too harsh but i tell you words like that will actually build you up in my in my work as a pastor uh, which i'm currently doing i have sternly corrected people i've told them you know what you're doing is wrong and i tell you 99% of the time people take it well and they fix their life and they understand it so as leaders we are given this responsibility to correct when somebody goes in a way that they're not supposed to go so paul looks at this church where he planted and he's saying i wish i could address you as believers i wish i could call you as spiritual people but you're not you're still like the world there was a story that happened several years ago there was a couple who got married um a man and a woman got married and eventually what happened they started falling out uh, this several things started entering into their marriage and eventually one one of them lost interest and started looking for other prospects i know what i hope you know what hope you understand what i mean by that and so eventually uh, one of the partners decided i'm going to break the marriage and move on now this problem could have been fixed this problem could have been fixed the reason it grew bigger and bigger is somehow the leaders didn't see it coming some of the leaders didn't see that uh, that this person is struggling with something because you know no situations come just in one day it builds up over time but as leaders if we are able to identify the problem at its roots we can fix it and so eventually what happened is this is a true story um they failed to the leaders failed to realize it and more than graciously talking to them and bringing them out of it they started condemning them and eventually what happened the family broke and one of the partners left it is very painful i know who they are and it's very very painful to see them and see what they've gone through paul what he does is he identifies the problem here and he fixes it it is a serious issue now he what he does is he addresses it to different means he challenges their thinking he speaks in a stern way and he doesn't mince words here he does all of this with just one focus that they should be redeemed from this trouble that they're walking through right now he doesn't want them to be in the trouble but they want but he wants them to be out of the trouble and so as a leader he is doing his duties of correcting the church so when we read the book of 
First Corinthians or any of Paul's letters, we shouldn't think that Paul is out of his mind. Paul, what he's doing is he's writing out of great love for them, hoping that they would not continue in their sinful life anymore, hoping that they will live for God from now on. So the problem at the church of Corinth was this. The people at the church of Corinth were not growing spiritually. You know, from the time they accepted accepted Jesus as their savior to, till the time now, there was no growth in them. So that is why Paul in verse 1 says, Brothers, I could not address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. Imagine if, if your leader or your spiritual mentor comes to you and says, uh, you know, hey, I, I wish I could call you as a spiritual person, but you're not. You're still like the flesh. You're still like the world. <laughs> you know, imagine the kind of thoughts that would run in your mind. Paul sees something that is wrong with the believers and he tells them, hey, fix it. So Paul is bothered by all of this and he goes on to write saying in verse 2 and 3, I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. And even now you're not ready. Verse 3, he says, for you're still of the flesh. Most probably when, when Paul began his ministry, he started with the basic truths of the Bible and not solid food. Much later when Paul writes his letter, he figures out that even, even then they're still not ready. He's already given them the basic truth, but they're still there at that same level. They have not grown to a point where they can receive a more solid food, a more solid teaching from God's word. And so Paul is bothered by this and he says, for you are still of the flesh. The word of the flesh or the word flesh that is used means this. The NIV translation uses the word worldly, but I'm referring to the ESV translation that uses the word flesh instead of worldly. It comes from the Greek word which is called sarkikos, which means fleshly. In other words, in a spiritual sense, it means that people are living a life dominated by the flesh. It's like they gave their life to Jesus, but somehow they're still living a life that is dominated by the thinking of the world. It's like they're in the church, but they're living as people outside the church. What is the difference? Just, there's just a change of place, but not a change of heart. It's like they've come to Christ, but nothing has ever changed in them. The thinking is the same, the character is the same, the attitude is the same. Basically, they're living a life dominated by the flesh by the world and its thinking. You see, the mark of a true Christian is in the change of his character. The mark of a true Christian is the change in his heart. It's not a change of place. It's not that you're going somewhere else and now that you're going somewhere else. It All, all that matters is the change of heart, whether your heart is truly transformed and has become like Christ. Paul, in other words, he's saying that you have come to Christ, but you have not given up your worldly thinking. Because a man who, should, who comes to Christ should not live a life dominated by the world. A man or a woman who comes to Christ should live a life that is dominated by Christ himself. But all that they were doing was that they were living a life that is dominated by the world. When we read this, you know, this is a very interesting problem because churches in our world today, we face the same issue. We see believers... Who, who talk about the Lord, who worship the Lord, but they are not anything like the Lord. Who talk about the Lord, who worship the Lord, but the thinking is just like the world. So what is the difference? Paul is trying to address this problem saying, you are not in the Lord, but you are with the world. 
is telling fix yourself there is nothing different from you and the world now these are words of stern warning that we also have to take in our life time to time because as we grow in our life spiritually we have to keep assessing we have to keep checking where am i in my walk with the lord i often ask the church believers this question how is your walk with the lord how is your relationship with the lord you see because because if you build a close relationship with the lord if you are close to the lord then your life will be just in the right place if you're close to the lord then your life will be transformed but what happens most of the time is that people come to the lord come to jesus surrender their life to him but they're still not willing to put down the desires of the world somebody a pastor said like this beautifully he said you know you can come to christ you can stop loving the world and and everything that is in it uh, you can start living like a christian but it is it'll be still very difficult for you to leave the love for money you you might claim saying you know i i i don't live like the world anymore i'm not like this i i love everybody but deep inside they'll have this deep longing for more money more wealth and more prosperity you see that is what can da- drive you away from god's presence if you are in the in the church but still thinking like the world things then we are no different the interesting uh, interesting reason why paul talks about this is the problem that comes out of living like the world from verse 4 on if you read it paul says like this for when one says i follow paul and another says i follow apollos are you not merely are you not being merely human so the problem that comes out of being like the world or the pro- problem that comes out of being fleshly is this that people in the church start following leaders in the church more than jesus christ himself let me say that again if anybody is in the church thinking like the world acting like the world what they'll do is instead of following Jesus as an example they'll start following pastors preachers and prophets it'll make them run after a pastor you know it's like if this pastor preaches i feel good if this prophet comes i feel better and so they start running after them the root cause of all this problem is this that they are living like the world and just as the world runs behind celebrities just as the world tries to identify them with celebrities in a christian context what they're doing is they're identifying themselves with pastors preachers teachers and and prophets with their life you know they're just trying to idolize them saying you know they are important to me so paul says like this for when one says i follow paul and another says i follow apollos paul says are you not being merely a human being the common issue today and also something that was even prevalent in those times where that people were following pastors prophets and teachers in such cases you know what happens is people will only go to church if that pastor or a preacher or a prophet or or of that prophet is speaking people will only approve if their favorite person is speaking they'll be like yes this person is right in what he says because i follow him you know he is my teacher and my pastor it is good to have leaders but it is always a bad idea to idolize them because when you go to the church our focus should not be on people who are standing on stage but on christ himself who is the head of the church what this really does is that it brings this environment in the church where people are constantly fighting people are constantly jealous of each other 
you know, talking and debating and arguing that the pastor whom I follow is better. Then this is unnecessary and this is what fleshly people do. But a person who is mature and who has grown spiritually will hardly ever glorify a pastor, preacher or prophet. Rather, they will glorify Christ through whom all things come. So Paul gives a solution to them here by fixing their perspective. He says like this, What then is Paul? In verse 5. What then is Apollos? What then is Paul? Servants through whom you believed as the Lord assigned to each. Verse 6 and 7, Paul says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. What Paul does here is now he's fixing their perspective. He's saying Paul and Apollos are just servants through whom you believed. They brought the message of Jesus to you, but they are not the source of salvation. They brought the message of the gospel, but they are not the source of the gospel. You did not believe in Paul for a salvation. You did not believe in a certain pastor for a salvation. You did not believe in a prophet for a word, but you believed in God to give you what you need. You believed in Jesus for your salvation. And who are these people? Paul, Apollos and, and all pastors and prophets that we see. They are just servants through whom we believed. They are just passing on the message and we are hearing it and we are directing our eyes towards Christ. We do not depend on people for salvation. We do not depend on leaders for salvation. But we depend on God himself. You see, today we see pastors, preachers and prophets and teachers, all those whom we see are just servants who merely bring the word of God to you. They are not to be followed as if they are everything. They are not the source of salvation. They are not even the source of life, but God is. Some, you know, This is an important truth that we have to understand. Oftentimes people go to church thinking that if this pastor speaks, my life is going to get better. I tell you, you are already on the wrong side. Your life does not get better because a man speaks a word. Your life gets better because you hear a word from the Lord. And how do you hear it? This person carries the message. He's just a messenger. He's not the source of everything. He's just a messenger who gives the word of God to you. And so no matter what that person does, he is not to be celebrated. A pastor is not to be idolized and said he is the best. But rather we just have to thank God for what they are doing but direct our minds towards Christ himself, who is the head of the church. I hope that's very clear to you. Because many times when people go to church uh, believing and you know looking up to a pastor or a preacher or a prophet or anybody, uh, eventually they plunge into a lot of disappointment because, you see, a man can never satisfy you in any way. A man can never give a word that will satisfy your heart every day. Only God can. And so when people look up to a man more and more, what happens is eventually they come into this dissatisfaction that I I don't know, I just don't feel uh, like I'm growing. It's because they were looking unto a man more and more. And also what will happen is when some problems break out in church, people who idolize a pastor, people who idolize a preacher or a prophet, they will be so broken that they will never step into a church again. You see, disappointment came in the first place because your eyes were on a man, not on God. If it was on God, you would understand that men are bound to make mistakes. They may stand on stage, but they are bound to make mistakes. Paul says, who then is Apollos and who then is Paul? We are just servants through whom you 
believed. And so Paul goes on to paint a picture of a garden just to make it more clear to this church at Corinth. He says one person may plant a seed, another may water it. But those two who did that cannot take the credit because it is God who makes them grow. In other words, it is God who brings the result in a ministry. Let me say it this way. You know, there's a garden. You plant a seed. Uh, I don't know if you've done that. I've done that. Um, you, you know, your brother or somebody in your family maybe waters it every day and you don't have time to do that. Now, that's great. You did what you're supposed to do. But the plant grows because it is God who made the seed germinate and grow. If God did not allow growth, you can never really see it growing. So who does the credit belong to? It belongs to God himself because it is he who made it grow. And also you have to know this that if God wants to stop the growth, if God wants to never let a plant grow, he can do that. You can pour gallons and, and liters and liters of water, but it will never grow because God never allowed a growth. What you have to understand is that when a pastor preaches, he is sowing the seed. When another man comes and encourages you, he is pouring water into that. But what is bringing a transformation is God himself. God is the one who is bringing this change in your heart. If God does not allow growth, it's not going to grow. And when it grows, we have to give the credit to to God and never to a person. We often, what we do is we put pastors, preachers and prophets and teachers on a pedestal saying that because of you, I have grown. Because of you, I have you know i've i've grown in the lord uh, let let me tell you something very honestly that as a pastor myself these are very nice statements to hear very nice statements to hear. it just makes us you know happy with what we're doing but paul says it grows because of jesus christ himself it's not because of you you are just a messenger but who makes it grow is jesus himself let me throw more light on this god uses human messengers to bring the gospel to you teaching the word of God to you. But it is only God who can bring a real transformation in your heart. That's what Paul is trying to say here. He's saying, you know, I can start a church. Apollos can pastor the same church. But who can bring the transformation in your heart is God himself. You know, a transformation in a man's heart is something that man can never bring. It is something only God can do it is a transformation that no prophet or pastor can ever bring it is god's work you have to understand this why the reason is this because god is the one who created the heart and also he is the one who is only able to recreate that very same heart when you hear the word you open room for god to work god brings about a change in your heart and you cannot take that and, and give credit to somebody and say oh this person this person I, i just look up to them they are everything to me no you are going to be disappointed one day paul says who then is apollos who then is paul apollos may be a skilled orator paul may be a great church planter but understand we are just messengers who carry the word we're just messengers who carry the word that's it we're nothing more than that who brings real transformation in you is God. And so it is your duty to look up to the Lord and not to any man. William Barclay said like this, It is God who wakes human hearts to new life as he alone created the heart. So he alone can also recreate that heart. I hope this is very clear to you. Let's go on to verse 8, 9, 8 and 9. So the question is this, what about people who bring the gospel to you? 
what about the people who bring the word to you sunday after sunday what about the people who establish churches was 8 and 9 describes like this even more was 8 he who plants and he who waters are one and each will receive his wages according to his labor was 9 for we are god's fellow workers you are god's field god's building the truth you have to understand is this that god rewards those who bring the gospel to you god really rewards those who bring the gospel to you now i can say this out of my own life uh, testimony that god rewards me week after week month after month he takes care of my needs because i am bringing the word of god to you and he is rewarding me i hope you get that idea paul is saying is that each one will receive a reward for his labor you have to understand if i put it put in less time for ministry my reward is going to be less if i put more time in for ministry i'll get more people who preach to you are god's fellow workers in you are god's field god's building it is not my building not any leader's building but it is god's building all work together all the pastors preachers prophets they are all just working together on the same level but they are rewarded individually by the god who is a righteous rewarder and if you look at this verse one 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 beautiful thing you can see is that paul is writing saying each will receive his wages according to his labor it is never said that each will receive his wages according to their gifting according to what they do what it says is it they, they are given a reward based on the amount of labor that they put in all of them work together but each one of them are rewarded individually so not according to our gifts or talents or even successes but god provides their needs according to their own labor there was a pastor one time who was waiting on the lord saying god provide my needs provide my needs this is a true story and what happened is he felt god talking to him saying this okay what have you done for me today um, he's like i didn't do anything today he said go out serve me and i will take care of your needs and this pastor stepped out of his home served the lord and god started meeting his needs you see that is how we are rewarded we who bring the word to you day after day week after week are rewarded that day a reward does not come from credit that people give to us a reward is not in the praises of people it will make us feel good for some time maybe it'll encourage us but that is not what we live based on so pastors preachers apostles prophet everybody is just sowing the seed one of one of them is sowing the seed another one's watering but it is god who brings the growth it is god who brings real transformation in your heart and we have to understand this that in in all of this we should never direct our eyes or our mind towards a human being but we should always stay focused on god himself amen the last two verses i'm going to speak for this evening and i'm going to end it paul says which in verse 10 and 11 according to the grace god grace of god given to me like a skilled master builder i laid a foundation and someone else is building upon it let each one take care how he builds upon it verse 11 for no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid which is jesus christ paul describes about his own life saying according to the grace that was given to me i laid the foundation 
that foundation is jesus christ the person and the work of jesus christ the foundation that paul laid to build this church at corinth is not just brick and stones and and, and rock pieces what paul laid to spiritually bring up this church is the person and the work of jesus christ and christ is the cornerstone he is the true foundation of every church no man can ever be a foundation of a church and you have to understand that everybody who comes pastors or preachers or prophets or apostles or anybody in the kingdom of god they are just building on the foundation they are just building on the foundation in all of this we should understand that i should never ever take credit for what i'm doing in the church week after week we have to understand that we should never ever give credit to a man saying you are great we can appreciate them for what they do but we cannot say that i owe my life to you because you did this to me no they are just mere servants who carried the word of god but if your life is transformed today it's not because of a pastor or a preacher but it is because of the work that god has done in your life it's the work that god the change that god has brought about in your life because the very god who created this heart is also the god who can recreate this same heart amen you know as i was going through the entire study i mean i was learning it myself and 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 i get to understand that you know work in ministry uh the reward comes from god not from people and somebody comes to trying to praise us and say oh you are great in this and that like thank you but it's not me it's god's work thank you for the kind words that you speak but it's not me it is god's work and i tell you honestly when we as pastors or preachers or anybody serving in the kingdom of god speak with such grace speak such words eventually everything is going to fall into place because our minds will be more focused on the lord when serving and people's minds also will be more focused on the lord when they worship him they won't be idolizing a pastor or anybody but they'll just be looking up to the lord for for their very sustenance I hope this Bible study has blessed your heart. You can let me know how this has blessed your heart by sending me a message. The book of Corinthians, the first letter to Corinthians is just an amazing letter that describes how the church should be, how Christ-centered the church should be. Who then is Apollos, who then is Paul? They may be great orators, they may be great preachers and apostles and and leaders in the kingdom of god but they are just mere servants whom god rewards for their work but our focus the believers focus should always be on christ himself who is the head of the church amen god bless you let me say a word of prayer before i end this study father we want to thank you for your word that was revealed to us in all its fullness we pray that lord even as we um have studied this word let this word go deep into our hearts reminding that that it is god who made us grow and so all credit all glory and all honor belongs to jesus himself and not to any man father help us to stay focused on you a lord on you the author and the finisher of our faith you are the one who began this journey and you are also the one who's going to end this journey and people who come in between to encourage us to motivate us are not the key persons but they are also mere servants who just carry your word and father help us to not idolize any pastor preacher or a prophet but help us to appreciate them for what they do but let us fix our eyes only on jesus who is able to do all things who is the very source of life 
Father, help us to put these words into practice. Let it not be dormant in our life. Help us to put them into practice. We thank you once again for this great opportunity that you have given us to learn your word and to understand your word and help us helping us to understand how we ought to live. We give you all the glory and honor in Jesus name we pray. Amen. I hope this word has blessed your heart. It is a joy always to share God's word with you. I'd love to hear how this has blessed your heart. Uh please do send me a message because I don't see you in person. I I I usually preach at church and I you know interact with people uh clarifying the doubts or any questions that they might have. But because all I see is a computer screen in front of me, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to have some interaction with you. If you have any questions, you can send them to me. I will reply them back to you personally or if you have anything to share you can also do that as well god bless you i'll talk to you very soon